0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Council where every Friday I'm going to need your participation for our weekly Friday mailbag. We did not do one last Friday because we are reacting to the Carolina Panthers, your Carolina Panthers, going to 3-0 to start off the 2021 season. But this Friday we will, meaning me and you, will have our weekly Friday mailbag where I'll answer your questions. I've already gotten plenty of them. You can at me or you can DM me however you like. Just get those questions in, and I will answer them. I'll also answer a couple of those questions on today's show as we look at the Carolina Panthers at 3-0, atop of the NFC South after three weeks in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers falling on the road against the Los Angeles Rams Sunday afternoon. We'll take an in-depth look at this team now as maybe expectations are changing. Should they? You certainly know what my opinion was going into the season. Should I now change that said opinion in terms of the team's record? Also, Robbie Anderson officially putting out an APB, missing person, put him on a milk carton. Where has this man been so far this season? We'll break down Robbie Anderson's last couple games and going back to last season and trying to figure out when Robbie Anderson will emerge from the wilderness and start helping out this Carolina Panthers offense this season. Let's go ahead and start off, though. By going back to Thursday evening's game and the casualties with the Carolina Panthers suffer. Now, it's not that serious, but it is in terms of what the hopes and dreams of this NFL season for the Panthers could be. Christian McCaffrey is set to miss the next couple of weeks. The Carolina Panthers, as of right now. Do not want to place him on IR, which would mean he would be guaranteed out for the next three games against the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I believe the New York Giants, if I have the schedule correctly, which is not right here in front of me at the time, but you guys can look and see if that's right or if it's wrong. I believe that's how it is, and I'm looking at it right now, and it is wrong. The last game would be against the Vikings. Either way, he's not going to be placed on IR as of right now, as I'm recording this on Sunday evening. The plan is Chuba Hubbard, next man up. Royce Freeman, after him, to try and spell Chua. Chuba played well, as, uh, as far as Matt Rule is concerned, in the second half of that game on Thursday. And there's a reason why the Panthers drafted him in the fourth round. For these exact situations, where Christian McCaffrey, who missed 13 games last season, would miss time again. I know a lot of you talk about Chris McCaffrey and his touches and trying to have a back there who can spell him. And I understand the logic behind that. And that's probably something the Carolina Panthers really need to take a deeper look at. When McCaffrey is back healthy, because of the hamstring injury he's dealing with, that's likely going to hamper him probably for the majority of the season if he does not get the proper rest. So it's Shuba. It's his time. Hopefully it works out. Am I that confident? He's not going to be Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Can he help this team win football games? I think so. And the second half of the game on Thursday night against the Texans was certainly encouraging. I don't believe that is the biggest injury for this team because Christian McCaffrey will be back. And the offense has plenty of options for Sam Darnold to go out there and have success. What concerns me is that J.C. Horn, who broke multiple bones in his foot, I believe three is what Matt Rule said, will be gone for at least two to three months, if not the rest of the season. Considering that he's a rookie and he has a long career left in the National Football League, hopefully here in Carolina, I don't think the Panthers need to rush him coming back at all. I don't think you can really rush a broken foot anyway. And if he does not return the rest of the season, then so be it. If the Panthers are in contention for a playoff spot, which it very well seems like they're going to be after a 3-0 start, and he's ready to go late in the season, then I'm fine bringing him back. But there's nothing to play for late. Don't worry about it. And even if there is something to play for late, you got to think about the long-term ramifications of J.C. Horn's injury and maybe think about what's best for the player, not necessarily for the team. And if the best thing for the player is for him to sit out the rest of the year, then sit out the rest of the year. The best thing for the player is for him to sit out the next couple months and he's available and ready to go, then play him. That's a conversation that we can have down the road when he gets closer to hopefully being back for the Carolina Panthers. That has now raised questions, though. Like this question at David, DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. I know he had an incident, but should the Panthers take a look at Richard Sherman? It was reported on Sunday by Joe Person of The Athletic that the Panthers have reached out to Richard Sherman, the former cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, the Legion of Boom, where general manager Scott Fitter, of course, came from, and who's also a San Francisco 49er the last couple of seasons. But the Panthers have reached out to Richard Sherman in the wake of J.C. Horn's injury. Per sources, it was NFL's uh, Dov Kleiman, I believe is his last name. I don't even know. This is the guy on Twitter, at NFL underscore Dov Kleiman, was the first one to report that no offer has ex- been extended at this time. And there's also, to bring up the incident, which is important, That there's an ongoing legal situation stemming from a July incident that led to his arrest on five misdemeanor charges. his being the charges, not chargers, his being uh, Richard Sherman, including driving under the influence, a second degree criminal trespass after he crashed his SUV in a construction zone and later tried to force his way into a family member's home. The arrest was originally reported as a domestic violence incident, but police said Sherman did not physically assault anyone. He pled not guilty to all charges and pledged to seek help. A person close to Sherman said he's been uh, doing magnetic therapy and speaking with therapists since the incident, helping him work through many issues. He didn't have the tools to address before. He also has dropped 15 pounds of weight that he put on following his Achilles tear in 2017 and kept on for most of his three seasons with the San Francisco 49ers, which is in part why they did not want to bring him back. The NFL by the way, is reviewing the legal situation. But from everything I've read, Richard Sherman should be able to sign with any team and things will be just fine. And he has not signed with anybody, including the Seahawks or 49ers who had interest because apparently they have yet to meet his price point. Who's one of the teams in the National Football League that has the most cap space? Oh, that's right, the Carolina Panthers. So they can certainly meet his asking price if that's what they want to do for a one-year deal for the re- remaining of the season, uh, remainder of the season. Excuse me. Uh, I'm on board with this. Sherman, he's 33, so he's older in this league. The Panthers don't really want to have a lot of old guys, especially defensively, especially how fast they've been and how young they've gotten on that defensive side of the ball. But when you lose J.C. Horn, who is going to start every single game this season as a corner, opposite of Dante Jackson, and now you have A.J. Boye back, and there's questions about his uh, health and his stamina and endurance because of the soft tissue injury that he suffered back in the preseason. We've yet to see him play this season, so we don't really know where he's at. And the Panthers also wanted to give him more time on Thursday instead of bringing him back on that short week against his former team against the Houston Texans. So I'm not quite sure if A.J. Boye can really be dependent upon the rest of the season. I don't want to depend on Stan Thomas Stan, Stan Thomas Oliver, Rashawn Melvin, or the rookie out of Washington, Keith Taylor. So why not bring in Richard Sherman at least to come in there for if it works out for the couple weeks and be the start of being another starter there as the third corner on the team, you got Dante as the number one, Boye as the number two, then you get Richard Sherman in there playing at the slot. He's got the experience, you know, he has the prototypical build that they want to see with their cornerbacks. So I'm on board with this. I would caution folks to understand that he's not the same guy he was back in Seattle. He was okay when he was with the 49ers, helping get to a Super Bowl. One of the key plays in that Super Bowl matchup was him getting beat by Sammy Watkins. That showed you that he does not have the speed that he used to have. But he's still smart. He knows how to play the game. He's a great corner. He was on the NFL All-Decade team of the 2010s. He will likely be a Hall of Fame candidate and maybe a Hall of Famer. I don't know his overall resume, but he's definitely been one of the better cornerbacks, as we said, over the last you know decade plus after being a part of the NFL's All-Decade team of the 2010s. So I'm on board of bringing him in. Justin Burris is also someone who might need to go on IR. Matt Rule said, as of right now, he's not going to. Sean Chandler, Sam Franklin would be the next man up. That's going to pretty much be the philosophy for the Panthers moving forward as they try to find someone to replace Chris McCaffrey. And that's going to be Chuba Hubbard. And they're going to try to find a way to replace J.C. Horn for the time being, whether that's signing Richard Sherman or hoping that some of the younger players can step up. And also, when it comes to Justin Burris, they're going to have to figure out whether Sean Chandler, Sam Franklin are the right guys. And that was a position I was concerned about going into the season. But after what I saw from Chandler and Franklin in the preseason and what I've seen from Chandler, especially through the last two weeks against the saints and the Texans, he played 80% of the snaps on Thursday night. I'm not all that concerned about the depth at safety, although for the Panthers, and this is one of the things about the NFL season being a war of attrition and needing that depth. If they have another injury and that secondary, whether it's at corner or at safety They're in trouble, like a lot of trouble. Same thing at running back. If they have another injury at running back, you've seen with the Ravens, what they've had to deal with. They're lucky. They have Lamar Jackson, who's such a integral part of their rushing defense or rushing offense. Excuse me. um, The Panthers can't afford any more injuries to either one of those position groups, especially at running back. And man, in the secondary where it looked like it was going to be a true strength of this team this season. So Where the Panthers go from here, hopefully they can remain healthy. Big-time challenge coming up on Sunday afternoon against the Dallas Cowboys there at Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. Where has Robbie Anderson been? That is a question that I'm asking, I'm sure you're asking, and pretty much anyone who's watched Panthers so far this season wants to know. We'll get into it here in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, it's your boy, Julian Council, If you do a lot of driving, like I do, which I imagine you do, we drive a lot here in the U.S., and especially in the Carolinas where we don't have the mass transit of a big city like New York. But if you do live in New York, you don't drive as much, you still should check out this awesome, fantastic new app called GetUpside. When you open an account on GetUpside, you can get 25 cents per gallon back every time you fill up at the pump over time, that kind of saving starts to add up. Some people are making as much as two to $300 a month back in cash back with Upside, which not only makes it easy to save, but also gives you multiple cash-out options, such as direct payment to your bank account, PayPal, Amazon gift cards, and more available at any time. And now, when you open the account, you can... Going on right now, when you open an account and use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get a bonus $0.25 cents back per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents back per gallon. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Download the free get Upside app. Use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up for an account and start saving every time your car or truck needs a fill-up. That's GetUpside, available in the iTunes app and Google Play Store. And that promo code, once again, is TOUCHDOWN. We're back! And we're better than ever. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start yet another football season. Thank you, God. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football Head to a website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100 welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Has anyone seen Robbie Anderson through three games this season? Week one, Robbie Anderson, one catch, 57 yards, one touchdown, and boy, was that fun. Honestly, it was. Him the and Sam Darnold connecting against their former team, the New York Jets. Robbie having his arms out in the end zone like an airplane, like a jet, to mock his former team, the team that decided not to pay him. And help out Sam Darnold last season, let him come to Carolina where he had a record year, which was awesome for Robbie. But that was the only highlight of the game, a, a massive, major moment in that game. But other than that, didn't really see Robbie Anderson week one against the Jets. Week two against the Saints, relatively quiet again, three catches for 38 yards. Then week three, Thursday evening against the Texans, one catch, eight yards, his first target of the game, he dropped it. Where on earth? is Robbie Anderson. It's like, where's Waldo? Trying to find Robbie in the games. He has made pretty much no impact outside of that one reception week one against the New York Jets, his former team. And that comes on the heels of a great training camp and signing a two-year, $29.5 million extension in August. That's going to keep him through here, the 2023 season here in Charlotte. So Robbie Anderson is supposed to be an integral part of this offense this season, next season, and the season afterwards. But up until this point... He hasn't done anything. He's only been targeted 11 times. So is that Robbie not being open? Or is that Sam Darnold not going through his progressions and maybe only looking at Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore? And it's not just this season. If you're looking at Robbie Anderson and his production so far, go back to week 15 of last year. Final three games of the season. Robbie Anderson since then, the last six games that he's played as a Carolina Panther, only has 17 receptions for 203 yards and two touchdowns. That's just not good enough, especially when you go back to last year when there was no McCaffrey yet. Curtis Samuel still on the roster. He's now up in Washington with the football team. He's yet to play because of injury. But Robbie Anderson's supposed to be the number two to DJ Moore, and I've said this before. Curtis Samuel had a great year last year, in large part because of yes, he's a fantastic player, but Christian McCaffrey not being available, and we've seen through the first. Two and a half weeks of the season. Can't count the second half because Christian was out for the second half. That with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Number one option is DJ Moore. And number one B is Christian McCaffrey. Those are the guys that Sam Darnold has targeted. DJ's been been targeted 31 times this season. Christian, 17 times. And would have had more had he been healthy in the second half against the Texans. Terrace Marshall has 14 targets. Dan Arnold has 11 targets. So basically right now, Throughout the first three weeks of the season, Robbie Anderson is being his target as much as Dan Arnold. He's been, in part, the fourth or fifth option on this team so far, and the Carolina Panthers aren't paying Robbie Anderson as much money as they're paying him the next three seasons to be the fourth or fifth option on this offense. Matt Rule wasn't overly concerned about it. Spoke to the media on Saturday, more on Friday rather, Friday morning following the Panthers' win in Houston, saying. We have to get Robbie going on, on the offense. I'm going in every week saying, let's make sure we get Robbie really involved because I want us to be this five-headed monster, take away him, and this guy's there, and it hasn't quite clicked yet. I believe it will come. Robbie's been a great teammate about it, but he has to be, but he has to be frustrated by it. He's such a good player, such a good teammate. He's not really getting involved. The ultimate goal is winning, but I think having everyone involved will help us win, so that will be a point of emphasis for us this week. I talked about this a little bit with Sam Darnold. I'm not trying to blame Sam Darnold for it, but he is the quarterback. And it is also Robbie's job to get open. And I had to go back and kind of look at the film, <laughs> the All-22, all that kind of stuff, to try and look and see you know, where Robbie Anderson is in some of these plays and why Sam's not going to him. Well, when y'all were complaining week one about all of Christian McCaffrey's touches, CMC had nine targets and nine receptions in that game. Maybe, just maybe, instead of dumping it down to Christian McCaffrey all the time, maybe Sam Darnold could look down the field at Robbie Anderson. And here's the thing, too, about Sam Darnold so far, as he's played well through the first three weeks of the season. It's not like he's stretching the field. Outside of that long ball to Robbie Anderson, he's not really hitting on a ton of intermediate and deep balls. Most of his completions are within 10 yards or behind the line of scrimmage, which is fine. He's been efficient. He's played well. He's helped his team win. But if Robbie Anderson's seen as a guy who's more of a receiver or like a downfield threat, it's going to be hard to see that if Sam Darnold's not being asked, or at least he's not willing to stretch the field with his arm. Like that's part of the reason why Carolina brought him in because of the physical um, traits that he has and having a big arm. So I think it's a part of Robbie Anderson maybe not being open. Maybe they're not scheming enough for him, whether those Joe Brady, Matt Rule. And I think it's also in part because the quarterback's just not really looking at anybody other than DJ Moore. And Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey's gone, which means that Sam is gonna be trying to dump it off to Chuba Hubbard, or it's going to open up opportunities for Robbie Anderson to start being involved in this offense. And I would expect an uptick in production from Robbie Anderson over the next couple weeks of Christian McCaffrey gone. And I don't really, I don't hate to say this. Maybe it could be a blessing in disguise that Christian's out, because then it allows Sam to. Be able to get that rapport, with Robbie, in game during the middle of the season without McCaffrey being there. So when McCaffrey comes back, he's built that relationship with Robbie and with DJ, where it's not just like, oh, I'm only looking for DJ and Christian. I now know that Robbie's out there. He can help me out. We can win ball games by throwing the football to him. And I believe Sam already knows that. But now he's going to be forced to look for Robbie Anderson, opposed to where he can look for DJ. Okay, DJ's not there. I'm going to Christian McCaffrey. And I believe Matt Rule said this, like, Sam needs to probably go through his progressions more instead of just one look, that guy's not open, meaning mainly DJ Moore, I'm going to Christian. Now it's going to be, all right, DJ, he's not there. Robbie, is he there? Or am I going to Terrace? Just going through his progressions more might help out to actually getting Robbie Anderson more involved. I'm not concerned about Robbie Anderson and whether he's going to be an integral part of this offense moving forward. I believe he will. Matt Rule, like I said, has made a, uh, a point to make sure that Robbie Anderson sees the ball. So next week against Dallas, where the Panthers are certainly going to need to score a ton of points to be able to keep up with Dak Prescott on that offense. Expect Robbie Anderson to have a big-time performance. But if he doesn't, and this continues, you then will have to wonder why the Carolina Panthers would extend a player who then all of a sudden disappears. I don't think that's really something we need to be too concerned about right now. I am, though, no wondering where's Robbie Anderson. would love to see him come out and show up and play. Because we all love Robbie Robbie with the whole, <laughs> what's that bear doing? Sir Perth thing last year was ridiculous. And he was also a fantastic player for the Carolina Panthers this year. And they desperately are going to need him moving forward. Now that Christian McCaffrey is going to be hampered with an injury for the next couple of weeks. And who even knows how long this might bother him throughout the rest of the 2021 season. So Robbie, please show up. We need you. Okay, so the Panthers are 3-0. I've already received questions about my prediction going into the season of eight and nine and some people are asking should the expectations now change for the Panthers and should I change my prediction for the Carolina Panthers I'll answer that question here in just a moment does this sound familiar you got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's in for the good stuff well there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Y'all, I just keep telling you, every single week, multiple times a week, that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and last week I had an awesome September surprise. Where I get to my door at my apartment and what's there waiting for me? A box of the limited time flavor cookie dough chunk. Ate all of those bars in one week. They were perfect. They were delicious. And I love them so much. And did you know, outside of the occasional limited time flavor, like cookie dough chunk, which I just devoured this week. Pil Bar also has nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Yes. Yes, even you, sir, ma'am, gentlemen, lady, something for you at Bilt Bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Bilt Bars in one box. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, which is very true, they're also healthy. Most flavors have up to 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The two other times the Carolina Panthers started off a season 3-0, They went to something called the Super Bowl. Now, of course, as we know, they came up short in both of those games. But damn, was that 2003 season fun. And that 2015 season fun. I would love to do that all over again. I would love, you know, for it to be third time's charm next time the Carolina Panthers get back to the Super Bowl. And if it's this year, let's get it done, baby. But knowing that history the Carolina Panthers have of starting 3-0 and going to the playoffs and that the percentage of teams that go to the playoffs after starting off 3 and 0 is 75% of the teams over whatever last period of time go to the playoffs after starting off the season 3 and 0. So right now as we look at it here on a Monday, the last Monday that is in September, we're thinking Panthers are going to uh, to the playoffs at the very least and maybe even more. So now the question remains, should expectations now change for the Panthers after starting out the season 3 and 0? Nick asked me on Twitter, by tweeting at me, at actually DM me what you can do for a weekly Friday mailbag coming up here every Friday on Locked On Panthers. He said, hey man, great work on the pod, but, <laughs> there's always a but, with this 3-0 and start, any chance you might change your prediction for a record this year? I'm thinking if we keep playing like this, 10-7, and 11-6, is possible. Brian also asked, do you think the Panthers could go 11-6 now, starting 3-0, even with McCaffrey being injured? And that's, the even with McCaffrey being injured part is important. If you missed it, my prediction going to the season was 8-9. and I think I immediately regretted it after saying it that I wanted to go with 9-8 and instead because I selfishly want to see the Panthers have back-to-back winning seasons. I believe next year they're going to the playoffs we'll have a winning season. This year, I wasn't quite so ready to do that. I had my concerns about Sam Darnold, which have been uh, pretty much subdued so far this season, even though he's gotten lucky in a period of time. Demario Davis of the Saints week two should have intercepted Sam. uh, The two fumbles that he had last Thursday night If those go to the Texans, we're having a different conversation about Sam Darnold's performance on Thursday than we are having right now. So he's been fortunate, but you got to be lucky. Every quarterback in the NFL, every player in the NFL gets lucky when it comes to fumbles and to their turnovers. So that's just the story of the game of football. But Sam has looked really good. So considering I was concerned about Darnold and the offensive line and this being one of the youngest teams in the National Football League, I felt like, you would see that natural progression this season, like typically you see in year two for Matt Rule when he coached at Temple and at Baylor, that would lead up to next year being the time for the Panthers to do well. I also believe coming into the season that 3-0 was absolutely a possibility, so I'm not sitting here surprised at all. So when you ask me, should I change my prediction, why well, I expected this to happen, which then tells you that I believe they're only going to win five games the rest of the way, and with 14 more games, you don't want to hear the Panthers are going to go 5-9 and nine the rest of the way. Now, the second half of the schedule, I believe, would be tougher. The Dolphins are sitting there at 1-2. and two. Tua Tagovailoa is out for the next couple weeks. The Bills laid it on Washington football team today. As I'm recording this on a Sunday, Washington football team. No Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. They're rolling with Taylor Heineke. They haven't looked as good as we thought they look defensively. Now, the Bucs, they lost their first game of the season to the Rams, but the Rams are a Super Bowl contender. Bucks twice later on in the season. Are both those games going to be meaningful for them? We'll find out, especially the Week 18 game. The Saints bounce back after losing to the Panthers last week, it'll be a very different Saints team that the Panthers face week 17 in the Superdome. That four game stretch at the end of the season with Buffalo, New Orleans and Tampa Bay twice. That concerned me playing the Cardinals on the road who are fantastic so far this season, three and that concerned me Miami on the road concerned me, even though the dolphins might not be that much of a threat and Washington concerned me. So, Starting out the season with getting wins. This was the way for the Carolina Panthers to put themselves in position. I felt that they would put themselves in position to be a contender in the wild card come December. And then, unfortunately, just not be up to par with the Bills and the Buccaneers and even potentially the Saints in their final four weeks of the season. I'm not going to call it a collapse. That's what I'm expecting. At least that's when I made my prediction. That's just kind of how I saw the Panthers just not being ready yet for that primetime spotlight. And Matt Rule says he wants to play meaningful games in December, which is why he was so excited last year when they beat the football team and y'all were so pissed that you weren't going to get a top-five pick of potentially a quarterback. By the way, none of those quarterbacks seem to be changing anybody's fortunes currently. Now there's plenty of time to figure out who is actually good and who's not. I don't think any of those quarterbacks were going to change the fortunes of the Carolina Panthers this season. Justin Fields' debut on the road went horribly. Zach Wilson can't stop throwing picks. Uh, Mac Jones threw three picks. Trey Lance isn't even really playing. And um, Trevor Lawrence, he's having issues down there with Urban Wire. I think they'll eventually most of those guys will be fine, but we'll see. In terms of like, can they be a 10 and 7 team? I always thought that was possible. They're like, yeah, they could go. I mean, I could see 7 and 10. I could see 8 and nine, I could see 9 and 8. I could, you know, everything goes well. I could see 10 and 7. 11 6, certainly. It's all possible. It's all there on the table. But when you bring up the injury of Christian McCaffrey, that's where I go to the point where I don't know whether they're going to be a 10-win or 11-win team because I don't know if the Panthers have the kind of depth to be able to withstand a long-term injury to a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Now, it's only supposed to be a couple weeks, but when he comes back, is he the same guy? Does he hamstring injury? Does he have another setback with it potentially down the road? Can Juba Hubbard come in and be enough for Christian McCaffrey? We're going to see what is Sam Darnold coming up on Sunday. Look in this offense when he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. We saw a glimpse of it on Thursday against the Texans, but the Texans offense was starting a rookie in Davis Mills, and they can't keep up offensively. Dak Prescott can do it. I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles can do it. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings most definitely can do it. So when they start facing off of teams that actually have quarterbacks who can breathe and make plays, then we'll see more and learn more about this team. So right now I'm not willing to change my, my prediction and out of just it's not even stubbornness. It's just like, dude, if you make a prediction, just stick with it. I hope to be wrong that the Panthers will be a playoff team. That's what I want to see happen. I'm excited about 3-0. I just look at the NFL and I look at the depth of the Panthers, and I just don't think they have enough depth moving forward to where they can be able to sustain the kind of injuries that they sustained on Thursday night and to be able to continue moving forward throughout the season. Like You look at the Saints game, and we can... We can ignore what the Saints' excuses are. We can look at the reality that they didn't have certain players out there and that had they had a, their full complement of players versus the full complement of players against the Carolina Panthers. It uh, might have been a different result. I still think the way the Panthers' defense played, that they would have won that game especially. But maybe Saints look differently offensively if Eric McCoy's there for communication issues. And then they got Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith. I don't know. That's the way you have to look at the NFL. It's a week-to-week league. Right now, the Panthers are 3-0. But moving forward the next couple weeks about certain guys and who they might lose and who their their opponents might not have, it's just hard to be like, yeah, they're going to be 10-7 now. They're going to be 11-6. I just don't know if they have the depth. I like Sean Chandler. think he can be fantastic. But now we got to add in Sam Franklin to the mix. Can he do the things that you, that you hope? you Are we going to rely on Rashawn Melvin now moving forward the rest of the season? Is Richard Sherman, if they sign him, is he going to be a good enough replacement in this secondary? What, what do they have in A.J. Boye? The pass rush... It's going to be there all year. If they lose, guys, like if Burns goes down for a couple games, they have options with Luvu and with Marquise Haynes. There really aren't options out there in the secondary if they have multiple injuries. There really aren't a ton of options, like really out offensive line, like good ones, I mean, we hope Deontay Brown is the right guy. He can be good. We hope Brady Christensen can be, can be good moving forward. But there aren't really a ton of proven options if they sustain some of those injuries. And you can say that about a lot of teams. But the team, the best teams in the NFL are the teams that have depth. That's what separates them from the teams that aren't the playoff teams. And having injury luck and not having to worry about it, that certainly helps. But the Panthers sustain a ton of injuries. They can't keep up, I believe, in the same way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could. Like if the Pan- if the Bucks lose one tight end, if they they lose Gronk. Okay, well they still got Cameron Brait and they got OJ Howard. If the Panthers lose McCaffrey, which they have so far for the next couple weeks, they got Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman. Now it's just that's cherry picking position groups. But they lose a wide receiver. They like they lose Chris Godwin. It's like okay, well they still have Antonio Brown, who again Antonio Brown didn't play on Sunday, so they lost Antonio Brown. Okay, whatever. They got Chris Godwin. They have Mike Evans. Um, they got Scotty Miller. They're fine. Having depth is so important. That's why I was concerned because I knew the injuries would happen. Just, that's just a part of the game of football. How much of an impact would they have on the team moving forward? We will see. So right now, I still believe 8-9 is probably... I think 9-8 probably more likely, but I think 8-9 is still a possibility. I hope it's 10-7. and seven. I hope it's 11-6. and six. I hope they're a playoff team. They look like a playoff team. The percentages, as we said, teams that start off through and 0 like them are playoff teams. But look who they've played so far. You can't ignore it. We don't have to care because I certainly don't really care all that much, but just doing a daily podcast and talking to y'all. You can't ignore it. The Jets stink. The Texans stink. And the Saints, you know, they have their issues. It doesn't matter. The Panthers still kicked all three of their asses. So it's like, whoa, well, if they had those players, would it have mattered either way? I don't really think so. But they're going to go up in talent and competition moving forward. They're going to start seeing better offenses moving forward. So the defense is actually going to get a chance to be challenged by veterans. That is going to be important to see how good this team can be. So, yeah, I'm fired up about 3-0. I do think that this team looks like they are on the projectory to be a playoff team. I hope that happens. I just also understand that the injuries that they sustained, they could do a ton of damage starting on Sunday afternoon. There's no Christian McCaffrey there to check down to and to be fantastic in a running game and in pass protection, which we we forget about oftentimes, and going up against CeeDee Lamb and going up against Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. You're now looking at... Dante, A.J. Boye making his debut the first time he's played an NFL game since, I believe, what, November of last year? And Rashawn Melvin, maybe even Richard Sherman? Ugh. That's not the situation that you want to be in moving forward, which looked like the situation they're going to be. Now, the pass rush should help it out, certainly for the Carolina Panthers. 3-0. Be excited about it. 10-7. 11-6 possibility. But so is 8-9, potentially. I hope it's not. I always look at the way things can go in the National Football League and how fickle things can be week in the week out and just understand that there's a long way to go. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, even though I want to get ahead of ourselves and I want to go ahead and put this team in the playoffs and say this team's going to win the NFC South. Let's just take it week by week and uh, look at the Dallas Cowboys as they face off against the Panthers here Sunday afternoon at Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. This concludes... You another uh, edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, thank you guys so much for once again listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Odyssey, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, at JulianCounsel, where every Friday I take your questions for our weekly Friday mailbag here on Lockdown Panthers. So, go ahead and get those into me now by adding me or DMing me. Again, 3 0. Enjoy it. Thank you guys so much for your support. And I will talk to you on Tuesday. A Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.